This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WNBF. New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit, saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who, is, who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former chief of staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the, that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Muna happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. Hyde, Joe DeTomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police is searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York, for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023. The investigation is ongoing, and more charges are possible. 
On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. And Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer, yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect, or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Gold Toyota Studios, this is WMBF. You'll make your holiday happier when you drive home a new Toyota from Galt Toyota. So how are things? Family good? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. well. Hey, we missed you at the game last week. Is everything all right? I, um... Uh, I just haven't been feeling like me lately. You know I'm here for you, right? And there's support, too. That's a cut. Beautiful, fellas. Beautiful. Acting is one thing. Talking about suicide in real life is another. In the military, you take challenges head on. And now it's your turn to do the same for our veterans. Be there for someone you care about. Learn how you can start the conversation at BeThereForVeterans.com. Are you- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. It's 612. You're listening to WNBF's First News. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic. 
and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. An update on the Vestal Parkway Greenway project. The New York State Department of Transportation says lane closures in the project area are scheduled to continue through this week. So as usual, we're going to see some added traffic on Vestal Parkway. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1002 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 4013 in Apollicon Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like crack sealing and ditch cleaning. Winter weather on the ground. So be careful out on the roads this morning if you do have to travel. And for school closings in New York and Pennsylvania, visit our website at WMBF.com. We'll have all that information up there for you. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees outside, some light snow out there. A winter storm warning still in effect until 7 p.m. tonight. Today, rain and snow showers becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before midnight, then a slight chance of snow showers between midnight and 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy through mid-morning, then becoming sunny with a high near 34. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 18 degrees. And Sunday, a chance of flurries after 1 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 33. Sunday night, chance of snow showers, mostly cloudy with a low near 24 degrees, chance of snow 30%. 614. You're listening to WMBF. WMBF. 6.17 on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The New York Yankees have added Carlos Rodon to their rotation, agreeing to a $162 million six-year contract with the left-hander. New York took care of its most pressing question when it convinced AL MVP Aaron Judge to stay in the Bronx with a $360 million nine-year contract, baseball's biggest free agent deal ever. But the contract for Rodone is an additional, is an addition for the reigning AL East champions. Rodone went 14 and 8 this year with a 2.88 ERA in his lone season with the San Francisco Giants. And could make the argument that the New York Yankees now have the best pitching staff in baseball highlighted by Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon. But can't forget that Nestor Cortez Jr. was an all-star last year, a sub-3 ERA, and Luis Severino has been in Cy Young conversations before, has had his injury struggles over the last couple of years. It's overall a very good offseason for the New York Yankees. Still have to figure out what to do over at shortstop, whether you're ready to turn the reins over to Oswald Peraza or Oswaldo Cabrera as we await the arrival of Anthony Volpe, the Yankees' top prospect. For the Mets, Brandon Nimmo said the promise of attempting to contend every year with the Mets is how owner Steve Cohen persuaded him to re-sign with New York. Nimmo gushed about remaining with the team Thursday at the news conference for his new deal. His agent, Scott Boris, talked about the difference of dealing with new owner Steve Cohen rather than the old Wilpon regime, saying, Our game needs Goliaths. Nimmo says being able to start and finish a career with the same team is really, really special, and not many players get to do that. Now, both the Yankees and the Mets are looking like 100-win caliber teams next year. Should be another exciting year in the New York baseball world. Some football news. The warm-weather Miami Dolphins are bracing for wintry conditions in an AFC East showdown at the Buffalo Bills on Saturday night. 
The Dolphins receiver Jalen Waddle is focused more on the task at hand rather than the prospect of playing in his first snow game. Waddle says he's packing competitive spirit rather than extra clothes with temperatures projected to be in the 20s. The Dolphins have lost two straight and fallen to sixth in the AFC playoff race with an 8-5 and five record. The Bills are 10-3 and three and one win from clinching their fourth straight playoff berth. Now, there's no doubt in Mike White's mind he'll start at quarterback for the New York Jets on Sunday. White said Thursday he's continuing to prepare to start against Detroit. He has said all week that is his mindset. White has been limited at practice this week after he was twice knocked from the Jets' loss to the Bills in Buffalo last Sunday by big hits. He finished the game but left the stadium in an ambulance to be examined at a hospital. White acknowledged he'll likely wear some sort of protection around his midsection against Detroit. And the New York Giants visit the Washington Commanders for a crucial showdown in the playoff race Sunday night. The game comes two weeks after the NFC East rivals played it to a 20-all tie. A tie won't do either much good this time around with each team 7-5-1 and and so much at stake in the final quarter of the regular season. Handling the primetime spotlight in which the Commanders have thrived and the Giants have struggled is part of the challenge. Washington and New York each want to run the ball as much as possible, including Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, who had 71 yards rushing in their last meeting. And Thursday night football, rookie Brock Purdy, a pair of touchdown passes to George Kittle, and the San Francisco 49ers won their first NFC West title since 2019, beating the Seattle Seahawks 21 to 13. Despite using their third straight quarterback this season or their third starting quarterback this season, the 49ers continued to show they might be the class of the NFC alongside Philadelphia. San Francisco won its seventh straight using its stifling defense to frustrate Seattle into countless mistakes. Playing on the road for the first time in his career, Purdy connected on his first 11 pass attempts. He finished 17 of 26 for 217 yards. Seattle lost for the fourth time in five games, and its playoff hopes took another hit. 621 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Signs of a slowing economy. U.S. retail sales and manufacturing weakened last month as retail spending fell 0.6%, the biggest drop of the year. Manufacturing also was off 0.6%, the first decline since June. This all comes as the Federal Reserve keeps up its fight against inflation by raising interest rates again this week and signaling that more hikes are to come. The package of gloomy economic reports sent investors on a selling spree. The Dow fell more than 760 points Thursday, its largest one-day drop since September to finish the day at 33,202. The S&P gave up 2.5%. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 3.25%. Shares in Adobe, meanwhile, rose 6% in after-hours trading after the maker of design software announced fiscal fourth-quarter earnings that exceeded expectations. The total revenue rose over 10% at Adobe year over year. Net income did fall slightly. Jim Ryan, ABC News. When it comes to... Six twenty-four on WMBF. Now time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Despite long-standing advice that children not consume too much caffeine, more and more parents are letting their kids drink coffee or soda or energy drinks. The American Academy of Pediatrics says kids younger than 12 shouldn't have any caffeine. 
teens, only about 100 milligrams a day. That's roughly the amount in a regular sized cup of coffee. Popular drinks at big chains contain many times that. So do many kinds of soda and even certain types of tea. Experts we talked to said because children are usually smaller in body size, it takes less caffeine to impair their functioning. Too much caffeine can cause increased heart rate and blood pressure, can contribute to acid reflux, cause anxiety and sleep disturbances. If your child is having trouble staying alert throughout the day, then you probably want to work with your pediatrician to determine what is making them so tired in the first place. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Your healthcare system could be so much stronger. Embrace the power of human understanding from NRC Health, and you'll turn each patient encounter into a connection that builds brand loyalty. You'll decrease healthcare costs because patients trust providers who listen to their needs. And you'll bring back joy to your providers with deeper patient connections. Bottom line, that's the power of human understanding. Go deeper at nrchealth.com. When the forgotten poor are in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, a floating hospital staffed by volunteers, heroes of mercy who donate their time to save lives. Every human has the right to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org. Paid for by government. Six twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. An update on the Vestal Parkway Greenway project. The New York State Department of Transportation says lane closures in the project area are scheduled to continue through this week. So as usual, we're going to see some added traffic on Vestal Parkway. We'll have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1002 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 4013 in Apollicon Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will all have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. For school closings in New York and Pennsylvania, visit our website at wmbf.com. We'll have all that information for you. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees outside, some light snow in the area. A winter storm warning still in effect until 7 p.m. tonight. Today, rain and snow showers becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before midnight, then a slight chance of snow showers between midnight and 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy through mid-morning, then becoming sunny with a high near 34. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 18. Sunday, chance of flurries after 1 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 33 degrees. And Sunday night, chance of snow showers, mostly cloudy, a low near 24 degrees, chance of rain 30%. 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment Update. 
ABC Entertainment News. Let's get it done. There are a handful of movies opening this weekend, but only one anyone's really paying attention to. James Cameron's Avatar sequel, The Way of Water, is expected to debut with a minimum $150 million domestically, maybe as much as $175 million. <gasps> Both vows would be more than double what the 2009 original earned its opening weekend. Thirteen years later, Avatar is now the all-time highest-grossing film in the world, with more than $2.92 billion. Glee and American Horror Story creator Ryan Murphy will receive the Carol Burnett Award at January's Golden Globes, recognizing his award-winning body of work. Four years ago today, Mariah Carey's holiday classic All I Want for Christmas is You topped the Billboard Hot 100 for the very first time, 25 years after it was first released. ZZ Top singer and guitarist Billy Gibbons is 73 Friday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Grammy winner. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WNBF. New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit, saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former chief of staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Muna happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. Hyde, Joe De Tomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police is searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York. 
for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023. The investigation is ongoing, and more charges are possible. On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. And Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer. Yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Do you... on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Now, unfortunately, in the wake of the winter weather we had yesterday, which seems a little lighter today, it was just really raining this morning, kind of freezing rain, but maybe knocking a little bit of the snow off my car overnight and off the roads this morning. But I unfortunately learned that my parking lot does not get plowed in time for me to leave for work in the morning. So I guess... Lucky that I have not that much snow to deal with this morning. 
It was really, when I brushed it off my car, really only about half an inch. That's all that was left. I was a little bit concerned about that this morning. Didn't really slip or slide too much on the roads this morning. But you can tell they're slushy, slippery, icy. So, you know, if you're out on the roads this morning, be extra careful. I was certainly extra careful this morning on my way in. But I don't know. Next time we get, like, a really big snow, I'm talking, like, like 6 to 12 inches of just heavy, heavy snow. I don't know how I'm going to get into the studio in the morning. I don't know how I'm going to get out of my parking lot. I'm going to have to shovel myself a little path out to the driveway and I guess hope that the regular roads have been plowed already. They were pretty good this morning. They were plowed at 5 a.m. Binghamton area officials, Vestal, getting the roads done. But the parking lot's going to be a problem. That's that's going to be a problem at some point. So if one day you turn on WMBF at 6 a.m., so I'm excited to listen to the show, and nothing comes on, well, you can just assume that I'm, I'm on my way. I might just be walking to the studio through the cold Binghamton winter at 5 o'clock in the morning. That might be my only option. Yeah, I do have new boots, though. I had to buy boots because in preparation for the Binghamton winter. And gloves. That would not be a fun walk for me. 6.43, you're listening to WMBF. Hi, I'm... The thing is, I would never give blood before. You know, before this happened to me, I thought of every excuse of the book, but I'm so thankful that everybody didn't think the way I did, or I would have died. Like so many new mothers, Noelle needed blood during the birth of her son. Thanks to the American Red Cross and a donor like you, it was there. One donation, just an hour of your time, can help save up to three lives. Please sign up to give now at redcrossblood.org. If you're like most served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Six forty-six on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. An update on the Vestal Parkway Greenway project. The New York State Department of Transportation says lane closures in the project area are scheduled to continue through this week. So as usual, going to see some added traffic on Vestal Parkway. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1002 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 4013 in Apollicon Township, and various roads in Lennox Township. We'll have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. For school closings in New York and Pennsylvania, visit our website at WMBF.com. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 32 degrees outside, some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. A winter storm warning in effect until 7 p.m. 
Today, rain and snow showers becoming all rain after 11 a.m., a high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before midnight, then a slight chance of snow showers between midnight and 1 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 40%. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy through mid-morning, then becoming sunny with a high near 34. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low near 18. And on Sunday, a chance of flurries after 1 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 33 degrees. Sunday night, chance of snow showers, mostly cloudy, a low near 24 degrees, chance of rain 30%. 648, you're listening to WMBF. One of the top... Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up, and there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burnt the house down. If you smoke, put it out all the way, every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov slash smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. I never write re- Six fifty on WMBF. Now time for Kim Commando. Right now, millions of ring doorbells are recording everything around them. But what if your ring records your neighbor's front yard and the neighbor says that you are invading his privacy? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. When a neighbor complains about your security video cameras, your first consideration should be your legal rights. Generally, anything that happens in public can be photographed and recorded for any reason 24 hours a day. Your neighbor has no reasonable expectation of privacy when it comes to their activities as seen from the street. But if they do complain and you want to be, well, neighborly, Amazon has your back. Using your Ring app, you can set up privacy zones. These are areas that are electronically blocked out so that the doorbell cannot record or see in those areas. But remember, there is no right to privacy when you are ever in public. And give my longer daily podcast a try. It's called Kim Commando Today. It's the season of giving, but you've already given enough to your Internet provider if you have not been using ExpressVPN. And I don't mean the enormous bill you pay each month. Every time you go online, your Internet provider can log every single website that you visit. Yes, even in incognito mode. And they're legally allowed to sell your activity to third parties for massive profits. That's why I use ExpressVPN to protect my data. It's so simple. There's really no excuse not to use it. All it takes is one tap of a button and your network data gets encrypted and rerouted through ExpressVPN secure servers. This way, your Internet provider can't see or sell your activity. ExpressVPN doesn't log or store your activity data, and their privacy protections have undergone multiple independent audits. You've given enough to your ISP this year. Take back your Internet privacy today at expressvpn.com slash Kim and get three extra months of ExpressVPN for free. expressvpn.com slash Kim. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The New York Yankees have added Carlos Rodon to their rotation, agreeing to a $162 million six-year contract with the left-hander. New York took care of its most pressing question when it convinced AL MVP Aaron Judge to stay in the Bronx with a $360 million nine-year contract. 
But the contract for Rodone is an addition for the reigning AL East champions. Rodone went 14-8 and this year with a 2.88 ERA in his lone season with the San Francisco Giants. And what you get with Carlos Rodone is a lot of strikeouts. He fans 33% of the batters that he faces. Really loads up on the fastball. 61% of the time throws the fastball. But the slider is obviously, or arguably, his better pitch. Only a 177 expected batting average against the slider. So he's good at putting guys away, but will on occasion give up some hard contact, much in the way of Garrett Cole. A good way to think of him would be Garrett Cole light from the left side. Oh, Cole obviously a little more polished and throws a little bit harder than Rodone. But Rodone, a big fastball, big strikeout guy who's going to give up some hard contact at times. You'll just have to deal with it if you're a Yankees fan, but a good pitcher nonetheless. The Yankees may now have the best rotation in baseball with Cole and Rodone at the top of it. And former Cy Young candidate Luis Severino and all-star last year, Nestor Cortez Jr. behind them, who gets that fifth starter spot. It's a little bit more of a question. For the Mets, Brandon Nimmo said the promise of attempting to contend every year with the Mets is how owner Steve Cohen persuaded him to re-sign with New York. Nimmo gushed about remaining with the team Thursday at the news conference for his new deal. His agent Scott Boris talked about the difference of dealing with new owner Steve Cohen rather than the old Wilpon regime, saying our game needs Goliaths. Steve Cohen, the richest owner in baseball. Nimmo says being able to start and finish a career with the same team is really special, and not many players get to do that. Some football action this weekend. The warm-weather Miami Dolphins are bracing for wintry conditions in the AFC East showdown at the Buffalo Bills on Saturday night. Dolphins receiver Jalen Waddle is focused more on the task at hand rather than the prospect of playing in his first snow game. Waddle says he's packing competitive spirit rather than extra clothes with temperatures projected to be in the 20s. The Dolphins have lost two straight and fallen to sixth in the AFC playoff race with an 8-5 and record. The Bills are 10-3 and and one win from clinching their fourth straight playoff berth. There's no doubt in Mike White's mind he'll start at quarterback for the New York Jets on Sunday. White said Thursday he's continuing to prepare to start against Detroit. He's said all week that is his mindset. White has been limited at practice this week after he was twice knocked from the Jets' loss to the Bills in Buffalo last Sunday by big hits. He finished the game but left the stadium in an ambulance to be examined at a hospital. White acknowledged he'll likely wear some sort of protection around his midsection against Detroit. And the New York Giants visit the Washington Commanders for a crucial showdown in the playoff race Sunday night. The game comes two weeks after the NFC East rivals played to a 20-all tie. A tie won't do either much good this time around with each team 7-5-1 and and so much at stake in the final quarter of the regular season. Handling the primetime spotlight in which the Commanders have thrived and Giants have struggled is part of the challenge. Washington and New York each want to run the ball as much as possible, including Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, who had 71 rushing yards in the last meeting between the teams. 659, you're listening to WMBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number one of WNBF's first news. 
Got two more hours to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. That's your chance to call in, contribute to the program. Coming up next, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WMBF. New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit, saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who, was, who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former chief of staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the, that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Muna happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. Hyde, Joe De Tomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police is searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York, for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. 
He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023. The investigation is ongoing and more charges are possible. On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. And Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer. Yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. At Matthew- Seven twelve on WMBF's First News. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. 
Until the end of the month, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. An update on the Vestal Parkway Greenway project. The New York State Department of Transportation says lane closures in the project area are scheduled to continue through this week. So as usual, going to see some added traffic on Vestal Parkway. We're going to have lane restrictions in Susquehanna County, State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1002 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 4013 in Apollicon Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like brushing and crack sealing. For school closings in New York and Pennsylvania, head on over to our website, wmbf.com. We'll have all that information for you. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees outside, some light snow, fog, and mist. Windchill has it at 25 degrees. And a winter storm warning in effect until 7 p.m. today. Today, rain and snow showers becoming all rain after noon. A high near 37 degrees, chance of rain 90%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 1 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 34. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy with a low near 18. And Sunday, a chance of flurries after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 33 degrees. Sunday night, chance of flurries before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers after 8 p.m., mostly cloudy, a low near 24 degrees, chance of snow 30%. 7.14, you're listening to WMBF. Who's food? on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The New York Yankees have added Carlos Rodon to their rotation, agreeing to a $162 million six-year contract with the left-hander. New York took care of its most pressing question when it convinced AL MVP Aaron Judge to stay in the Bronx with a $360 million nine-year contract. But the contract for Rodon is an addition for the reigning AL East champions. Rodone went 14-8 this year with a 2.88 ERA in his lone season with the San Francisco Giants. A lot of fastballs from Carlos Rodone. He'll regularly run it up to the high 90s, throws it 60% of the time. A guy who's going to get a lot of strikeouts for the Yankees may have a slight tendency to allow some hard contact with a high launch angle, so you might see a few home runs on that fastball, but nothing different than what you see from Garrett Cole in a given season. In fact, Carlos Rodon may be even better than Garrett Cole at limiting hard contact, although both rely on strikeouts to get their outs, more so than soft contact. So now the Yankees' rotation looks pretty set. There's a conversation to be had around Domingo Herman and Frankie Montas for the fifth starter spot. But it looks like one of the best rotations in all of baseball may be the best, with Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon at the top of it, and Luis Severino. Had a quietly strong year last year, a 318 ERA in 19 games started. And Nestor Cortez Jr., a 244 ERA, was an all star last year. And then that fifth starter, either Frankie Montas, see if he can regain his Oakland form in New York. Or Domingo Herman's still an option. For the Mets, Brandon Nimmo said the promise of attempting to contend every year with the Mets is how owner Steve Cohen persuaded him to re-sign with New York. Nimmo gushed about remaining with the team Thursday at the news conference for his new deal. 
His agent Scott Boris talked about the difference of dealing with new owner Steve Cohen rather than the old Wilpon regime, saying our game needs Goliaths. Nimmo says being able to start and finish a career with the same team is really special, and not many players get to do that. Some football action this weekend. The warm-weather Miami Dolphins are bracing for wintry conditions in the AFC East showdown at the Buffalo Bills Stadium on Saturday night. Dolphins receiver Jalen Waddell is focused more on the task at hand rather than the prospect of playing in his first snow game. Waddell says he is packing competitive spirit rather than extra clothes, with temperatures projected to be in the 20s. The Dolphins have lost two straight and fallen to sixth in the AFC playoff race with an 8-5 record. The Bills are 10-3 and and one win from clinching their fourth straight playoff berth. There's no doubt in Mike White's mind he'll start at quarterback for the New York Jets on Sunday. White said Thursday he's continuing to prepare to start against Detroit. He said all week that's his mindset. White has been limited at practice this week after he was twice knocked from the Jets' loss to the Bills in Buffalo last Sunday by big hits. He finished the game but left the stadium in an ambulance to be examined at a hospital. White acknowledged he'll likely wear some sort of protection around his midsection against Detroit. And the New York Giants visit the Washington Commanders for a crucial showdown in the playoff race Sunday night. The game comes two weeks after the NFC East rivals played to a 20-all tie. A tie won't do either much good this time around with each team 7-5-1 and and so much at stake in the final quarter of the regular season. Handling the primetime spotlight in which the Commanders have thrived and Giants have struggled is part of the challenge. Washington and New York each want to run the ball as much as possible, including Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, who had 71 yards rushing in their last meeting. 721 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Signs of a slowing economy. U.S. retail sales and manufacturing weakened last month as retail spending fell 0.6%, the biggest drop of the year. Manufacturing also was off 0.6%, the first decline since June. This all comes as the Federal Reserve keeps up its fight against inflation by raising interest rates again this week and signaling that more hikes are to come. The package of gloomy economic reports sent investors on a selling spree. The Dow fell more than 760 points Thursday, its largest one-day drop since September to finish the day at 33,202. The S&P gave up 2.5%. The Nasdaq Composite surrendered 3.25%. Shares in Adobe, meanwhile, rose 6% in after-hours trading after the maker of design software announced fiscal fourth-quarter earnings that exceeded expectations. The total revenue rose over 10% at Adobe year-over-year. Net income did fall slightly. Jim Ryan, ABC News. News Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.24 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Political Insights. Now your political insights from ABC News. It seems as though Congress does this before each major recess, approving a temporary spending bill to keep the government lights on. The Senate has done it again, but till just before Christmas Eve, the vote's 71 to 19. It gives the House and Senate a week's breathing room to finish a giant must-pass funding bill for most of the government. Republicans instead want yet another temporary bill next week that will extend into the next Congress when they are in charge of the House. The White House had paused those free online COVID tests for several months, fearing they wouldn't have enough for a winter pandemic surge. 
Those kits are now available again. Starting today, each U.S. household can order up to four at-home tests free from COVIDtest.gov. White House COVID Response Coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha. Many cities and schools are once again asking Americans to put their masks back on in crowded settings. Those are your political insights. I'm Andy Field, ABC News. For fifth. Seven twenty-eight on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. An update on the Vestal Parkway Greenway project. The New York State Department of Transportation says lane closures in the project area are scheduled to continue through this week. So as usual, going to see some added traffic on Vestal Parkway. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1002 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 4013 in Apollicon Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will all have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. For school closings in New York and Pennsylvania, visit our website, WMBF.com. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton, right now about 31 degrees. Some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 25 degrees. A winter storm warning in effect until 7 p.m. today. Today, rain and snow showers becoming all rain afternoon, a high near 37 degrees. Chance of rain, 90%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 1 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 34. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, a low near 18. And Sunday, a chance of flurries after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 33. Sunday night, chance of flurries before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers after 8 p.m., mostly cloudy, a low near 24 degrees, chance of rain 30%. 7.30, you're listening to WMBF. First. 7.31 on WMBF. Now time for an ABC Entertainment update. Entertainment News. Let's get it done. There are a handful of movies opening this weekend, but only one anyone's really paying attention to. James Cameron's Avatar sequel, The Way of Water, is expected to debut with a minimum $150 million domestically, maybe as much as $175 million. Both bows would be more than double what the 2009 original earned its opening weekend. Thirteen years later, Avatar is now the all-time highest-grossing film in the world with more than $2.92 billion. Glee and American Horror Story creator Ryan Murphy will receive the Carol Burnett Award at January's Golden Globes, recognizing his award-winning body of work. Four years ago today, Mariah Carey's holiday classic All I Want for Christmas is You topped the Billboard Hot 100 for the very first time, 25 years after it was first released. ZZ Top singer and guitarist Billy Gibbons is 73 Friday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Friday, December 16th. You're listening to WNBF. 
New York on Thursday became the latest state to ban the sale of cats, dogs, and rabbits in pet stores in an attempt to target commercial breeding operations decried by critics as puppy mills. The new law, which was signed by Governor Kathy Hochul and takes effect in 2024, lets pet shops work instead with shelters to offer rescued or abandoned animals up for adoption. It will also ban breeders from selling more than nine animals a year. Pet shops have argued that the law will do nothing to shut down out-of-state breeders or increase their standards of care and said it would result in the closures of the dozens of pet stores remaining in New York. Pet advocacy groups have long called for a full shutdown of facilities that raise and sell animals for profit, saying animals are raised in inhumane conditions before they are shipped off to stores. A woman who, was, who accused a former top advisor to New York Attorney General Letitia James of unwanted kissing, hastening his December 2nd exit, filed a lawsuit Tuesday alleging that James in her office enabled the man's behavior by ignoring previous warnings about him. Sophia Quintanar, a political consultant and former deputy press secretary in James's office, alleges former chief of staff Ibrahim Khan thrust his face in front of hers and forced his tongue down her throat as they were chatting outside a political fundraiser at a Brooklyn bar in November 2021. Khan has denied wrongdoing. James's office said in a statement that it took the allegations brought to our office seriously and engaged in decisive, prompt, and appropriate action. Two men who went missing in the Atlantic Ocean for 10 days after a storm hit their sailboat off North Carolina thanked to the crew of the tanker that rescued them and said they were lucky to have survived. Rescued sailor Kevin Hyde said the, that by some bizarre chance, a crew member of the Silver Moona happened to spot the sailboat off the coast of Delaware on Tuesday. Hyde, Joe De Tomaso, and a pet dog were sailing from New Jersey to Florida when the men lost contact with their families on December 3rd off North Carolina's Outer Banks. The men were brought ashore in New York City on Wednesday. State police is searching for 59-year-old Susan C. Mills, who was last seen at approximately noon on Monday, December 12th, leaving her residence on Halfway Road in the town of Elbridge, Onondaga County. Susan is described as being 5 foot 5 inches tall, 130 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Susan Mills, they are asked to contact 911 or state police headquarters in Oneida at 315-366-6000. On December 14th, New York State Police at Sydney arrested Jeffrey M. Bullis, age 19, of Unadilla, New York, for the misdemeanors of criminal content in the second degree, stalking in the fourth degree, and criminal trespass in the third degree. Troopers were dispatched by Otsego County 911 to a report of a physical altercation at the House of Consignment on Main Street in the village of Unadilla. An investigation revealed that Bullis violated an existing order of protection by entering the business. Bullis grabbed and shoved a victim, causing the victim to strike a window and door frame. A third person intervened, attempted to separate Bullis from the victim, and held down Bullis until troopers arrived. The victim went to Tritown Hospital for an evaluation of injuries that were sustained during the incident. Bullis was also evaluated at Tritown Hospital for a complaint of pain, but was released and processed at State Police Sydney. He was issued appearance tickets to the Unadilla Town Court on January 23, 2023, the investigation is ongoing, and more charges are possible. On December 14th, around 7.30 p.m., New York State Police at Margaretville were dispatched by Delaware County 911 to a report of shots fired at a residence on Beach Hill Road in the town of Andes. An investigation revealed that a 62-year-old female was injured when she accidentally discharged a semi-automatic rifle. 
The victim sustained injuries to her face and her hand. The first responding trooper applied her division-issued tourniquet to help subside some of the heavy bleeding to the victim's hand. An officer from the Colchester Police Department applied a second tourniquet. Members of the Delaware County Sheriff's Department, Andes EMS, and Delaware County Emergency Services assisted at the scene. The victim was transported to to an ambulance to Bassett Hospital for treatment. A further investigation revealed the rifle is not legal in New York State and New York Safe Act compliant. Richard Garrity, age 58, of Andes, New York, was charged with two counts of the Class D felony of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. And Twitter has suspended the accounts of journalists who cover the social media platform and its new owner, Elon Musk. Those who saw their accounts suspended include journalists working for the New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, and other publications. The company hasn't explained why it took down the accounts and made their profiles and past tweets disappear. The sudden suspension of news reporters followed Musk's decision Wednesday to permanently ban an account that automatically tracked the flights of his private jet using publicly available data. And after scaling 40-year highs, inflation in the United States has been slowly easing since summer. Yet the Federal Reserve seems decidedly unimpressed and unconvinced that its fight against accelerating prices is anywhere near over. On Thursday, stock investors were spooked by the growing understanding of how much further the Fed seems willing to go to defeat high inflation. A statement the Fed issued Wednesday and the message that Chair Jerome Powell sent in a news conference appeared to suggest that the Fed's policymakers expect, or at least would accept, an economic downturn as the price of taming inflation. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Seven forty on WMBF. You're listening to First News. We got a lot of stuff going on in the Binghamton area involving WMBF. Light up the southern tier. Today's the final day, the last day, December sixteenth. We're still taking photos of your most creative, most beautiful, most breathtaking holiday displays. One entry, winning $500. You can submit your photo in the form on our website or through our app. And keep checking back on our website as we highlight the best displays. Today's the perfect day to go out and take a picture of your holiday display and send in to us. we got a little bit of snow on the ground. It's a little dreary outside. If you're looking for the background of a holiday Christmas card... It'd be hard-pressed to do any better than that. We also have Binghamton on Tap Craft Beer Festival. It's Saturday, March 25th, moving to the arena this year. Tickets are on sale right now and start at $60 for VIP and $43 for general admission. Get your tickets before the price goes up, and it will the closer we get to the event. Want to get all the way in advance of that one. March 25th, got three months to plan ahead for that. And get your tickets at the cheapest possible price. Because they're going to go up. They're going to get more expensive. And the golf card. We've teamed up with Fox 40 for the clubhouse card. This is your opportunity to play 30 of the area's best golf courses. You'll also get six buckets of balls at Greater Golf Training Center and Pro Shop, and all for under $170. I could use those six buckets of balls. As I've said on many occasions, I am not good at golf. I am not a good golfer. And it is extremely frustrating (laughs) for that. 
Because I thought, you know, one time, me and my roommate, we say, we're going to go out to the driving range. We're going to have a good time. Just hang out. I thought he was also just as bad as me. Turns out he played high school golf. So he was just blasting golf balls straight away down the driving range. And all of mine were going off into the woods all the way to the right. So I definitely need the extra practice with that six buckets of balls. Probably need an actual golf coach, too. And then maybe I'll be able to go play 18 holes and not feel embarrassed. 743, and you're listening to WMBF. Hey, sweetie, what's going on? Well, honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. If you're like... on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. An update on Shenango Street under the I-81 bridge. Until the end of the month from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily, the New York State Department of Transportation is flagging alternate one-way traffic and opening both lanes of Shenango Street in the evening. An update on the Vestal Parkway Greenway project. The New York State Department of Transportation says lane closures in the project area are scheduled to continue through this week. So as usual, going to see some added traffic on Vestal Parkway. We're going to have some lane restrictions in Susquehanna County. State Route 29 in Franklin Township, 167 in Bridgewater Township, 1002 and 1004 in Thompson Township, 1037 in Great Bend Township, 4013 in Apollicon Township, and various roads in Lenox Township will have lane restrictions for road work like ditch cleaning and brushing. For school closings in New York and Pennsylvania, should be quite a few of them today. Visit our website at WMBF.com. We have all that information there. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 31 degrees, some light snow, fog, and mist in the area. Windchill has it at 25 degrees. A winter storm warning in effect until 7 p.m. today. Rain and snow showers becoming all rain afternoon. A high near 37, chance of rain 90%. Tonight, chance of rain and snow showers before 1 a.m., then a slight chance of snow showers between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. Cloudy with a low near 25 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Saturday, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 34. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, a low near 18. And Sunday, a chance of flurries after 2 p.m., partly sunny with a high near 33. Sunday night, chance of flurries before 8 p.m., then a chance of snow showers after 8 p.m., mostly cloudy. A low near 24 degrees, chance of rain 30%. 748, you're listening to WMBF. Grammy WMBF. 7.50 on WMBF. Now time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News Tech Trends, TikTok videos are growing longer and YouTube videos are getting shorter. YouTube Shorts was launched two years ago and according to Google now boasts 1.5 billion monthly logged in users. YouTube Shorts is a very similar format to what you see on TikTok or Instagram Reels. Eric Dehan is the CEO of Open Influence, an influencer marketing firm. He says Shorts are becoming an increasingly popular way for creators to funnel viewers to their main YouTube channel. If you like those creators, you like that content, that could be a really good gateway to you engaging in their longer form videos that they're creating. And so it's actually a really natural feature set. And with some TikTok videos now topping 10 minutes, Dehan says it's a sign that video platforms are maturing and becoming less distinct from one another. It's part of the sort of bigger trend where the various platforms are trying to get to feature parity with one another in order to compete for, for users' attention. With Tech Trends, I'm Dave Packer, ABC News. Hey everyone, this is James Kelly from WMBF. It's officially the holiday season, the most wonderful time of the year, and the perfect excuse to make some improvements to your car or truck. And JNR Auto Upholstery has everything you need to make your car or truck look great and get it ready for surviving a Binghamton winter. First and foremost, get yourself prepped for winter with $20 off remote starters, $30 off two heated seats, and $200 off snow plows and salt spreaders, so you can eliminate all weather-related problems on your morning commute. But it's not just winter preparation that JNR Auto Upholstery can do for you. They have great deals on so many other things to keep your car or truck looking great. Like $30 off most hard or soft tonneau covers, $100 off spray-on bed liners, $30 off step bars, running boards, and backup cameras, $20 off vehicle seat repairs and vehicle-specific seat covers, and of course $30 off radio installations so you can get your morning news with WMBF every day. So now is the time to visit my friends over at JR Auto Upholstery, 20 Emma Street in Binghamton. Visit their website at jrupholstery.com or give them a call at 607-797-6832 for all your car or truck needs. When I add a line. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. The New York Yankees have added Carlos Rodon to their rotation, agreeing to a $162 million six-year contract with the left-hander. New York took care of its most pressing question when it convinced AL MVP Aaron Judge to stay in the Bronx with a $360 million nine-year contract. But the contract for Rodon is an addition for the reigning AL East champions. Rodone went 14-8 this year with a 2.88 ERA in his lone season with the San Francisco Giants. Now, Carlos Rodone, obviously one of the best pitchers in baseball, has really excelled at getting strikeouts over the last couple years, striking guys out at 33% last year and an expected batting average of just 198. Does give up a little bit of hard contact, so he could have a little problem with the home run ball in Yankee Stadium. But for the most part, gets a lot of outs via strikeout. 61% fastball, 31% slider. I'll mix in a curveball and a changeup in there, but mostly a two-pitch pitcher. A good addition for the Yankees. Now, it looks like they might have the best rotation in baseball. The Mets also have a pretty significant claim to that throne with Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer at the top of their rotation. But with the Yankees, Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon, not too far below Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander as a top two goes. And they also have Luis Severino, a guy who almost won a Cy Young Award in 2017, was part of that voting. Only pitched 19 games last year, but had a 318 ERA. 
Nestor Cortez Jr., who made the All-Star game last year. In that fifth spot, someone between Frankie Montas and Domingo Herman. Montas, the more likely guy to get that fifth starting spot with Herman moving to the bullpen or getting DFA'd. No options left, so he can't be sent back down to AAA. So the Yankees either have to keep him in the bullpen, trade him, or just cut him. So far, a good offseason for the New York Yankees, not afraid to spend money. Brandon Nimmo said the promise of attempting to contend every year with the Mets is how owner Steve Cohen persuaded him to re-sign with New York. Nimmo gushed about remaining with the team Thursday at the news conference for his new deal. His agent, Scott Boris, talked about the difference of dealing with new owner Steve Cohen rather than the old Wilpon regime, saying our game needs Goliaths. Nimmo says being able to start and finish a career with the same team is really special, and not many players get to do that. Mets also having a good offseason themselves bringing back pretty much their entire lineup from last year and replacing the pitchers that they lost with very capable pitchers in their own right, DeGrom with Justin Verlander, Taiwan Walker and Chris Bassett with Jose Quintana and Kodai Senga from Japan. Football news, the warm-weather Miami Dolphins are bracing for wintry conditions in an AFC East showdown at the Buffalo Bills Stadium on Saturday night. Dolphins receiver Jalen Waddell is focused more on the task at hand rather than the prospect of playing in his first snow game. Waddell says he's packing competitive spirit rather than extra clothes, with temperatures projected to be in the 20s. The Dolphins have lost two straight and fallen to sixth in the AFC playoff race with an 8-5 and record. The Bills are 10-3 and and one win from clinching their fourth straight playoff berth. There's no doubt in Mike White's mind he'll start a quarterback for the New York Jets on Sunday. White said Thursday he's continuing to prepare to start against Detroit, and that's been his mindset all week. White has been limited at practice after he was knocked twice from the Jets' loss to the Bills in Buffalo last Sunday by big hits. He finished the game but left the stadium in an ambulance to be examined at a hospital. White acknowledged he'll likely wear some sort of protection around his midsection against Detroit. 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. Who's first? This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Closing out hour number two of WNBF's first news. Got one more hour to go before we hand it off to Bob Joseph for Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Coming up next, ABC News.